0: Episode forty-three. We've decided no guess. We're going to be going back and forth again, like like old times. We're going to be discussing a little bit in the news, a little a little topics, a little Jake Paul and Ben Askren fighting, a little NFL draft, and then we're going to give you a little preview as to what's going to be dropping in the next couple weeks/slash months. Wyatt, I knew your opinion before we get to the fight. Let's let's just you got to talk about the news. And one of the things that's in the news right now is just under 100 days to the essentially 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. Uh, How are are you feeling about this? What are your thoughts on finally this is going to happen?
1: Well, hey, all I got to say is matter of opinion guests are going to have a huge showing at these games. Moo Crew is bringing back at least five medals. You heard it right here first.
0: I'm sharing your enthusiasm. I'm amped too. I'm super excited. I'm going to be marking down as everyone else will be when all our, our past guests are going to be competing and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be cheering them on from, uh, from my house living with my parents again. So that's going to be fun, but it's uh, it's going to be great.
1: No, I'm so much money is going to be placed on the (laughs) Olympics in terms of betting, specifically Aaron Brown, Kelsey Mitchell and the rugby teams. Oh, Take rugby my money, yeah yeah take my money and give it back to me in plentiful amounts
0: yeah no i'm with you those those three are gonna be huge i'm definitely i'm honestly gonna say this will be the first time i truly will understand what's going on in a rugby game so watching that in the olympics and cheering those guys on is going to be great but one thing that wasn't great that we recently saw was this uh, this fun feud between Canada and U.S. Uh, specifically, the the merchandise and the Olympic wear has been going on. I'm sure you saw that Kelsey posted a picture and then um, just been in the news. It's Canada with roots, obviously, and then USA with polo. Canada sweater, Canada's jacket, I should say. It's probably like a, a jean jacket they're showcasing. It's not bad. It's fun. I mean they got like um like a graffiti type of style but the usa one it looks like oh it's so bad it looks so like honestly just dumb i think it's just dumb it looks like a chad that's going sailing off the coast of the hamptons like it's just, it just says preppy it says all of that and imagine just what exactly what i'm saying it's perfectly to what the the usa jackets look like but have you seen these wyatt
1: yeah, I just looked them up and it looks like they just hopped off like the polo horse.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: or like they
0: just they just walked off the yacht. Oh, it's so bad. Oh my God, it's so bad. What are your thoughts on Canada's though? Like, do you, do you share my opinion? Or are you bigger? Or are you further against it? What are you thinking? Like, I think it looks
1: all right, but the back looks like somebody just like started doing graffiti on a jean jacket. Like, yeah, kind of looks dumb. I don't really know how that like is supposed to encompass Canadians. Like, I get, like, the Canadian tuxedo. Like, it's a good look. I like it. It's Canadian. Why is there graffiti on it? Like, I get that, like, you obviously want some sort of, like, art form. But, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, it's nicer than the U.S. And that's all that really matters.
0: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It doesn't take much to be nicer than the U.S. when When you see their jackets. Oh, my God. It's so bad um i we got we got one more thing i want to talk about before we jump to the fight but this is uh this is positive for us too in terms of uh finding a job but the ncaa specifically alabama football program just hosted their spring training uh, interleague game inter squad game excuse me at 50 50 capacity which evidently is the largest uh event hosted outdoors since covid sport related that is right? Which is, I mean, it's great to hear, right? We're moving towards somewhat normality. And with that, it means closer to focus on sports and people need to get hired and you and I need to get find jobs. So that's, <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, I will admit, but I mean, that's great to see.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the U.S. is a lot different than Canada in terms of all this and good old Dougie Ford has no idea what the hell he's Oh does. my
0: God. For, insane. Those of,
1: for those of you who are unaware of the ter- Ontario restrictions right now, our buddy, uh, Dougie Ford, tried telling police that they could just pull over anybody who was walking on like the side of the road, anybody who was just out for a drive, could ask you where you were going, ask you for your identification to figure out where you live. And if they felt that you were going somewhere that was unnecessary, or even just out for a joyride, they could ticket you. And I think the ticket was up to $750. I don't know how the heck that works. But I mean, the police departments have said that they're not going to do this, and he's gone back on what he said. But I, I this idiot. is
0: a mess. Yeah, total, total idiot. Like he, this is ridiculous putting in these these limitations on people. I I saw them and I immediately thought he was kidding. I'm like, there's no way this is genuine. Like this is a, a leak or something. Like he tried to propose and then it got shut down. But nope, he tried and then all the police uh, precincts, I guess term we can use. And they're all like, fuck that. No, we're not doing this. So it's, uh, yeah. Tough, tough look, Dougie. (laughs) Not a great look. You know what? You know who also didn't have a great look last night? Your boy, Ben. Ben looked like a fucking, as Trent would say, a sack of potatoes. He looked so bad during the fight. Oh my God. What's, I want to hear, you got to go. You got to hear, I want to hear this rant and you tell me your thoughts and then I'll tell you the, uh, The amateur level boxer that I am and what I uh, saw during that fight.
1: Okay. So, first of all, I am like, this is definitely going to get like some hateful comments about it, about like what I'm going to say. But the fact that Snoop Dogg's production agency was putting on the event, the fact that Jake Paul hired everybody that was in and around the event, the fact that that fight got stopped and Ben Askren was like completely okay was the worst stoppage I've ever seen in like combat sports. And I've seen some bad ones that fight should not have been stopped there. Um, I'm starting to think that Ben Askren didn't really care if he won or lost. Like I think the guy made like, yeah. over a million dollars or something. So like you see him walk out of the ring and he's laughing. And I think he kind of just finessed everybody. Um, I'm still not convinced. Jake Paul still is not a boxer. I mean, I said it last week, and I'm gonna say it again. He picked the worst striker in the history of the UFC to box against. I mean, I you have better boxing skills than Ben Askren, I think. Um, and goddamn, Jake Paul is just so immature. Sorry, sorry. Logan's brother is just so immature. Like this guy looks like he uh, he belongs on that Netflix show, Too Hot to Handle. That's where he belongs. Like. <laughs> he's like that guy that was like, Oh, you naughty possums.
0: That's, that's very jowsy. Like, yeah. Jow- yeah. I, 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 I know I, that, that. I know that show. I watched it.
1: That's who he reminds me of. Like that's where he belongs. That would be the yeah. sweet spot for, for Logan's brother. But like, can we actually like put somebody in front of him who knows how to box just so we can end this whole thing. Like I, I'm at the point where I don't even want to go on social media. I don't want to know what's being said about Jake Logan's brother. <laughs> i uh
0: the brother of logan paul
1: <laughs> yeah i i don't want to know like the celebrities who know nothing about combat sports who are hyping this guy up um Stephen a smith tried convincing people that logan's brother is actually a legitimate fighter and that's Stephen a buddy <laughs> give your head a shake
0: um not too hard yeah. though that hairline is going to keep moving keep moving
1: back just like throw somebody who actually knows how to box like Don't take somebody from MMA, take somebody who actually boxes, get knocked on your ass. And then we can just go back to living in a world where Logan's brother is just some kid who was on like a Disney show like eight years ago, who can't rap, who got knocked out and is never going to box again because allegedly he has CTE after training for boxing for like two years. Like, man, I've had like six concussions I like I probably have CTE. There's no way this guy has CTE, like not a chance. So you know, Logan's brother can just one person, just somebody knock him out, please.
0: Yeah, I gotta I got like two two to three things I want to talk about after hearing that. First thing is those commentators, wow, were they bad, man? The the they
1: spent more time talking about who was the highest. Like who smoked the most weed with Snoop Dogg. That's what they talked about the most. And just before, I, this has ignited something else in me. So <laughs> I'm people, have, people have constantly said like, oh, Jake Paul is doing so, so good for boxing. Anybody who watched that fight card, that was the worst, like, f- those were the worst fights I've ever seen. I mean, the first fight, you got the billionaire against the reggae singer. The reggae singer didn't throw a single punch the entire fight. We saw, his fight. oh my God, six minutes. He didn't throw a single punch. He didn't land a single punch. The other guy got to the point where he was just punching him in the body because he wanted the guy to give up. <laughs> and then you have Frank Muir against like Steve Cunningham or whatever the guy's name is. And like, it's, it's not, you have a 41 year old against 44 year old and neither of them have fought within the last two years. Like at least the Tyson versus Roy Jones jr. Fight was like two guys who
0: all time like, greats.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this was just a mess. I I don't know what was going on. And then you have the guy in the uh, co main who tries to act like he got punched in the groin. Not, yeah, and he did. And he yeah. took like a liver shot and just wanted to give up. And then acted like what people think European soccer players look like, and just lied on the canvas. And then got stretchered off for absolutely no reason. And then you have Logan's brother come in and yeah, that shit show. So I don't know that boxers should be too pumped that Logan's brother is trying to be a part of their community now, because that was just a joke. And anybody who actually paid for that event, I would be trying to get my money back.
0: Well said. Uh, I'll keep mine brief. You, uh, you you broke it down pretty pretty well. The first thing I need to discuss guess was the commentators, and at one point, one of the commentators compared the quickness of one of the undercard fights to Muhammad Ali, and I immediately thought I had to mute them. I had to mute this. This was absolutely insane. You're comparing Muhammad Ali to these random randoms? Like, what the fuck's going on? That was the first one, and the second one was, like you said, Askren didn't look like he wanted to be there. He looked disinterested and the way he was moving around the the ring and it just looked like, he's like, fuck, like I, I'm going to take my meal, and then I'm going to walk out. So like you said, you, he did have, did not have any interest being there and just like, fuck this, I'm out. So that was uh, definitely tough to watch. And you and I both bet on him to win and I mean, yikes. <laughs>
1: I think my favorite point was when it came down to the announcers asking, what round are we going into? Like, what was going on? And then you have Oscar De La Hoya and they're talking about like, oh, and like you have the female medic who comes in and is checking the guy who allegedly got the, took the groin shot. And you have these guys making like the most in, inappropriate comments that I've ever heard on a TV like on a media broadcast about like, oh man, like this was just most unprofessional thing that I've ever yeah. seen. And, oh, lo- just Logan somebody, Paul's brother. <laughs> somebody give Logan Paul's brother, like some crappy, like keeping up with the Kardashians TV show. And just, can we get him out of here at this point? Like cancel this guy.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not to your extent, but I mean, I'm going to start betting on him to win unless he fights an actual boxer. If he keeps taking these minor celebrities or YouTubers and fights those people, sure. I'll cheer you on. But once you actually fight someone in a boxing skill. Yeah. I mean, not looking too good for him.
1: I will never put money on Logan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. yeah, So you're all out. You're all out on him, but you know, you know who is all in on someone is the Jacksonville Jaguars on Trevor Lawrence and NFL draft is coming up next Thursday. So once we, once we air this episode, it would be April 29th, two Thursdays from now, excuse me. But man, it's uh we're seeing teams reaching for QBs, right? That's become the new custom. Is guys, is teams trading up to the top five, top three, trying to draft a quarterback, but what are, uh, what are your thoughts on these, top four, possibly top five QBs taken. It's
1: like, it's like, you know, history repeats itself, and that's a saying for a reason. In the history of the NFL draft, I think there's been, like, two quarterbacks who've been drafted first overall and won the won the Super Bowl with the team that drafted them. Like, look, Trevor Lawrence might be the number one prospect in the draft. I'd say it's him, Sewell or uh, Kyle Pitts um, but man if you looked, if you look at the rankings like trust me I get the fact that quarterback is the most important position in the NFL you know what goaltender is the most important position in hockey you don't see goaltenders go in the first round like you might see one every two or three years but like it's just a generally accepted fact in the NHL that Goaltenders shouldn't really go before the second round and it's too big of a risk. And I think this is the type of thing that should be accepted in football. It's not going to be because people put that big of an emphasis and the owners want the big, fancy, shiny new young quarterback who they're going to watch get sacked 80 times because they have no offensive line in front of them.
0: But Exhibit like, Joe Burrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what? the
1: like Mac Jones is like the 60th best prospect in the draft. Why He's is he going to go gonna third go overall, fourth overall? Yeah, like third. Or, yeah, <laughs> this makes no sense. Like, like last year, you saw it, Miami reached for Tua, and I, I'm not. I don't think Tua is going to be a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, you're out. I know. I know you are, but. Being a Dolphins fan, I can't, I can't yeah. accept that.
1: But like we've seen this forever. Like Bortles shouldn't have been a first round pick. EJ Manuel, um, I, I mean, there, Mitch Trubisky, like that was a mass, like, like the scouting on NFL quarterbacks is just so skewed because everybody has such a big emphasis, like build around like Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I've Trent been hear that too, yeah. It
0: was horrible. They cut but, him. They I think they cut him the year after yeah. or two years after the Bucks did when they won the Super Bowl. Could have been the Bucks.
1: Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Like it's guys that if your team is good enough, you need a quarterback who is like the level of Tyrod Taylor and you can win a Super Bowl. But like just having a quarterback, we've seen like Tom Brady was not able able to win a Super Bowl by himself. Aaron Rodgers, for the last ten years, has not been able to win a Super Bowl by himself. Russell Wilson is trying his best in Seattle, is not able to win a Super Bowl by himself. Like, you need to build around before you really look at the quarterback position because, like the way that I look at it is, your quarterback is going to cost you the most amount of money if you have a team built before you draft the quarterback. You have five years of a cheap quarterback play at potentially the highest level. So uh, stop drafting quarterbacks that high. Stop (laughs) reaching that much for quarterbacks. Like, look, I get the fifth year option. Big deal. Draft them 32nd overall trade back, like build your team around them before you reach and take a quarterback. Who's going to end up looking like a sack of potatoes.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Two things come to mind is, the first thing is with the Browns, right? We've seen Baker Mayfield is by far not an elite quarterback, uh, mid-level guy, and we've seen the Browns have success with him. Um, the other thing that immediately comes to mind is the 49ers, who ironically traded up into the top three to what everyone assumes to be a quarterback. And they have a team structured around their defense and elite offensive line to where they can you know, pick maybe Mac Jones or Trey Lance, whoever they take, and Eventually, look to trade Garoppolo, but yeah, I mean, I like your your analysis of pushing the positions around the QB and then going from there, right? So it's it's something that we see like a lot of the elite teams do, or the teams that are consistently winning, or not even winning the Super Bowl, but just like constantly a threat for the Super Bowl is elite team, and then you know above average quarterback, right? Who who shows flashes of flashes of top ten, right? That's that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here, but. Yeah, I mean, Vince, I'm a firm believer, too, that, like you said, quarterbacks can be the highest paid player on your team. But, you know, paying your quarterback 25% of your roster, your uh, salary cap isn't really going to work. And we've seen that examples with Seattle, like you said, and countless others. But, I mean, Dolphins trade down. I'm in for that. But with that in mind, there is speculation as to who the Cincinnati Bengals pick at five. There's – Jamar Chase, there's Kyle Pitts, and then there's Penny Sewell, who are all three guys that have been rumored that the Cincinnati Bengals will take. Um, where do you feel that this draft really begins? At four. Four? With, uh, Depending Zach. on
1: what the Falcons do. Yeah. If the Falcons trade the pick, then it starts at four. If they keep it, it still might start at four. I'm going to say it realistically so. If They keep the pick, they're probably going quarterback, and at that point, I would say it starts at six because I swear to god, if Cincinnati takes anything other than an offensive tackle, yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm flying out to Cincinnati and I'm giving them my application, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I firmly like you just yeah. about had the guy's career end last year,
0: like, yeah. please, you have please. the weapons, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I'm gonna say. It's probably starting at six, um, but I, that that's dependent on what the Falcons do, and I think that one of these teams is going to overvalue another quarterback and trade up and give the Falcons a boatload and then take a quarterback who's probably going to start too early in their career and then not be all that great. That's another thing. Why are quarterbacks starting like the year that they get drafted?
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Why is that a thing? Yeah. Let's make one of the hardest positions in sports, uh, immediately jump from rookie, excuse me, from college ball to pro ball and expect them to win. Yeah. I know it's uh...
1: where like everything is simplified and there's like maybe eight to 10 teams that are running like high profile professional level offenses and then yeah just jump into something that's incredibly difficult for a professional to learn who's been in the league for 10 years and is hopping over yeah just learn this in the span of three and a half months and then we expect you to take us to the playoffs
0: yeah uh, (laughs) come again um so we'll, I'll give you two, two questions here, and then hopefully you ask me the same ones. But um, which, which prospect do you like the most or find the most intriguing? And then being a super Patriots fan, who do you want the Patriots to take? At 15, I believe they're at.
1: Uh, so Kyle Pitts
0: is a yeah. freaking unicorn. Yeah, he's, he's special. I watched some footage on him.
1: Um, this guy is going to be a problem. In the NFL, like we're talking, uh, this guy could probably be a wide receiver. Like this guy, yeah. he's a tight end who ran as fast as Jamar Chase in the 40. That's a problem. Um, In terms of the Pats at 15, I like Micah Parsons. Uh, I, I think he played, I believe he played a bit of linebacker. He played edge and linebacker. Um. Either one would add to to the depth with the Pats. I mean, if you put him in at linebacker, he's athletic. Put him in with uh, good old Kyle Van Noy and Donta Hightower. It's going to be a good look. If you put him on the edge across from uh, Winovich, that's a good look too. Ultimately, I think they're going to end up trading up with Dallas. Um, I know they like uh, the athletic quarterback can't come up with his name right now nice. trey lance. yeah trey lance i like they i know they like lance um i keep seeing things that mac jones gets compared to tom brady people need to shut jesus up
0: jesus christ
1: how How are you <laughs> going to compare somebody who's like not even a first round prospect and say that he's like comparable to the greatest of all time uh why why would you do that <laughs>
0: Only, only failure. You're setting yourself up for major failure. you know who the last guy that
1: was compared to Tom Brady or compared himself to Tom Brady, Josh Rosen. How'd that work out?
0: Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. but That was awful like twelve passes. Yeah,
1: sacked probably fourteen times. That that's another look at the example of reaching for a guy who, first of all, why would you take somebody who plays football from UCLA? Not a football school. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm interested to know what you think. I mean, you've got very different, uh, draft prospects as a Dolphins fan at what? Six.
0: Yeah. Six. The, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm not team no Tua, so I, I do have more faith in him than you do, but I feel like, you know, Pitts is the value that Pitts can bring to the team being a tight end. You know, the Dolphins do have three tight ends signed and, they're your typical, you know, stay at home, big block and tight ends with Gusecki being that a little more versatile and he can catch. And he's a great red zone target, but Pitts is a great opportunity and he can legit play tight end and possibly wide receiver, depending on what Flores wants. But I'm looking at Pitts, uh, Jamar Chase, can't go wrong there. I mean, is it really a bad thing to draft another lineman, sixth overall? I mean, they took they took a lineman in the first round last year and then took a lineman again in the second round. And a couple of depth guys, but knowing Tua's inability and the 18th overall pick, Austin Jackson, was a fucking nightmare last year. It's looking very badly. So taking, you know, Slater or Sewell, depending on what the Bengals do. But those three options are really interesting to me. And I think it's a – bless you. And I think it's a, it's great for the Dolphins. Um, but there's two guys, two prospects who I like. Um one, I got to show some love for him. uh Quinn Minirez. He's a Division 3 sackle, excuse me, center/guard. slash Believe he's Canadian? I think I think so. Uh, I'll have to double check that one, but I mean I I love who he is in terms of in terms of a guy in his story, you know, playing Division 3, chose to go to the, one of the top D3 programs, um and just purely dominated went to the Senior Bowl, dominated there as well. And this guy's you know, I, I'm always shooting for an underdog story and this guy is it. So him, and then I'm going to butcher this name, but it's uh, Jeremiah Owasu Koromoa. He's not bad. He's a linebacker slash safety for Notre Dame. In my eyes, he's like a, a light Monika Fitzpatrick. And in terms of his versatility, it could be pretty cool to see if the, if the dolphins take him at 18, but I mean, that's uh, that's my take on the NFL draft. So I'm pretty pretty excited, again, to see the Dolphins have a top-quality pick. But
1: Can't forget our uh, our Canadian boy, Chuba.
0: Oh, running – man, we could have a conversation entirely about running backs. And, you know, my, I believe that you shouldn't take a running back in the first round, but uh, I don't know fuck all about scouting in the NFL, so uh, who cares what I think. But, yeah, I mean, Chuba Havard is an animal. Didn't he, he set the record at Oklahoma State for rushing yards? Yeah yep and last year yeah so he's an animal he's a what expected to go somewhere between second round to third round he'll go
1: in the second round second round he's pretty unanimously like the third running back off the board but yeah I mean with running backs like if you get to like the 29th pick and there has not been a guy he could be the first running back taken like you never know
0: yeah for for those who don't know it's it's him Najee Harris at Alabama uh mike williams i think his name is at a unc who's supposed to be pretty dominant and then travis etienne out of clemson and those four three guys are pretty pretty dominant figures in the NFL draft for running back but I, i'm excited so before we get to the preview of the topics we're we're discussing uh, interviewing i should say in the next couple of weeks what else did you want to talk about um
1: should probably touch on the fact that patrick marlowe tied gordy half for the most games played. I feel like that's probably pretty significant. <laughs> um, I will go in on, and say that uh, anyone who thinks that Patrick Marlowe belongs to the Hall of Fame, get off those hallucinogens that you're on. Nice is, word. You're on something else. <laughs> like, look, I'll give him a round of applause. Golfers clap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You are uh, going to set the record and be the NHL player with the most games played. Your jersey can go in the Hall of Fame, but, but you can't. I don't want to see you in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think the guy has like eleven hundred points in seventeen hundred and sixty-seven games.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and he played with Joe Thornton, who yeah. is one of the best centermen of all time. Top was, top ten, top ten. Was, yeah,
1: without a doubt, a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: Absolutely, that beard alone, um, like fuck. Yeah.
1: I mean, Patrick yes, Marlowe has also played however many games. I don't think he's ever won an award.
0: He's best been the Stanley Cup final. Most – most the best sportsmanship.
1: Best dad for Austin yeah. Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, His biggest but, accomplish, accomplishment is getting those two to the level they are. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's so, a tough – that's a tough term.
1: Yeah, I uh, – <laughs> if he goes to the Hall of Fame, like Matt Cullen. Matt Cullen should be in the Hall of Fame if he goes. Yeah, we could have a big discussion on who I don't think should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a long list, but Taylor say, Hall
0: absolutely not. <laughs> Buzzword. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay, well, well to to transition to a positive note, the preview of the upcoming guests and let's uh, let's break down who we're we're going to be interviewing over the next couple of weeks.
1: Oh, so we got a nice one uh, coming up next week. Next week's episode is either going to feature uh, Tyler Mislachuk, who another great summer Olympian who we are adding to our roster. I uh, we both think that he's a uh, just about a shoe in for a medal in Tokyo this year. Uh, a guy who just joined uh, Team Coca-Cola.
0: That's a we're going to ask him about that. I'm mean, amped to see what the benefits of that is.
1: Uh, a guy who's Ooh. who's a Nike athlete and just, he's he's one of the top athletes in the world, I think. Um, and then we've got Victor Raskovic. Guy had a kick of the can in the NHL. Played for uh, the Florida Panthers, Vancouver Canucks. Went to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals with the Vancouver Canucks. So, you know, he got bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not like it's every Canadian's dream to uh to go to the Stanley Cup Finals with a Canadian team. Uh, he played at uh, Notre Dame for a couple of years, and probably most impressive, he played for the uh, St. Catherine's Falcons.
0: A little hometown with uh, a little hometown for Brock, but ooh, I'm excited. I, uh, I'm interested to hear what Tyler's going to say about my time when I try to compete in the Toronto Triathlon. So that's a good story. That's going to happen i'll bring that
1: one up following up that we got uh emily rolfe a uh, canadian crossfit athlete came in uh 19th at the uh 2019 crossfit games if you have watched the uh the fittest documentary she's the one that uh won the women's ruck so you know kind of impressive all done and then uh following it up, we got uh Bianca Farella, member, of the uh key member of the women's rugby sevens team that's heading to Tokyo. Uh she won a, you know, she won a bronze in uh in Brazil in 2016. So yeah. She's another one who's uh definitely gonna bring back another medal
0: after oh, the yeah. Olympics. Oh thank you. Thanks for coming.
1: I think uh they're gonna to have to put Moo Crew as like a nation in the Olympics, and uh, I think we'll come top twenty-five.
0: Twenty-five, yeah, you're carrying. I get tired when I run up the stairs, so you're, uh, <laughs> you're uh, you'd have to be carrying us for that one. But man, man, I'm excited to uh, interview those top athletes and just hear the stories and the experiences that they've had competing at the scale as in. You know training training the amount and the 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 experience and the the quality that they're doing all the time so you know a lot of words i just said that don't really mean shit but uh, i'm excited to hear what they have to say yeah and i think that it's
1: a favorite thing of both of ours is talking to people from different backgrounds and different journeys and you know seeing how different sports compare to each other you know allowing us to grow our own knowledge allowing the people that decide they want to listen to us to grow some of theirs
0: yeah wonderful people thank you thank you for listening um, what so I think we should bring back random topic of the of the week I got a good one for you if you're uh, ready to jump into that perfect all right so I'll, I'll go first because I haven't prepared but name three things or people that you would love to see Logan Paul's brother fight all right think about that I got I'll go first. Uh, one, a kangaroo. I'd love to see him fight a kangaroo. Uh, number two, Michael B. Jordan as Creed. So <laughs> he wouldn't be fighting Michael B. Jordan. He'd be fighting Creed. Um, and number three, our roommate, Trent Montgomery. That, those are the three people I would love to see Logan Paul's brother fight. <laughs> um, third is very unlikely, considered he's got a damaged lung. Um, but I think it would be exciting to watch that happen. <laughs> Who, uh, who's your top three? Um, Matt Fraser. Oh my God. Athlete. <laughs> you would die. Um, Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah. You're just setting him up to die. These <laughs> are all Brock people. Lesner. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. A gorilla too. I put him in a ring with a silverback gorilla.
1: Or, or maybe, um, uh, LeVar Ball.
0: Oh, I would pay to watch that. I wouldn't even stream illegally. I'd pay to watch that. That'd be amazing.
1: That might be like that. You can make a reality show out of that.
0: The lead up to that that fight would be amazing.
1: (laughs) If once they lose, one of them has to like stop talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, they can't exist in social
1: media anymore. So I think that's a win-win.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of our top six. Well, listeners, you made it to another episode of Matter of Opinion. We do have our website launching. I am one hundred percent the responsible victim of not, of excuse me, of this website not being uploaded earlier. I had pink eye, and I wasn't willing to let that image go on the internet. So we'll be dropping, <laughs> we'll be dropping that website soon. Um, my eyes will be clear. That's cool, and. <laughs> It's going to have things from discussion topics, like we've said in the past. If you want to know what we're going to be dropping, just check out the latest episode. That's got everything you need to know. But another episode, 43, the next one, 44. Good math. And it's going to be another great episode, a matter of opinion.
1: Yeah. So uh, don't forget to check out moocrew.org. Dot org. That's right. We're professional. Yeah. We're, we're real real men, real people now. And um, if you listen to us, you really should follow us on Instagram. Um, Matter of Opinion Podcast at Matter of Opinion Podcast on Instagram. We should probably fire up a Twitter account at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll get that going. But yeah, um, try and get our follower count up. That'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> Thank you again. Matter- Moo fans, move crew. Oh, and super excited for the upcoming weeks, months of Matter of Opinion. Moo. Moo. Nice.